Hello and welcome to episode number 43 of AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host, Aaron Vaughn. This is the show where we rip open a random wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand of card along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way, we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners, sometimes discuss nostalgic stories about cards or players that come to mind. Spread the pure joy that is ripping open wax packs. And also, every week, we will try to bring you this segment called Kurt Facts, where my brother gives us some facts from the previous episode or some past episodes about players and maybe some stories uh, here and there, too. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. And new episodes drop every Thursday. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is Ripping Wax Packs at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. Uh, on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. Um, we're always looking to promote veterans' charities. So if you need help um, with how to give to a veterans' charity of your choice, let us know. Contact us. We can either uh, develop a partnership or we can just help you do that. Um, that's near and dear to our hearts. And uh, we want to help in any way that we can. Um, this week, uh, we will be discussing 1976 tops. And with it being Christmas next week, um, we are going to have a 1976 tops Christmas rack pack. And, um, and then next week, we'll also, uh, since it is Christmas, we'll have another Christmas rack pack. So uh, tune in to hear about that one as well. So we're going to start with um, our first segment. And this segment will be called Kurt Facts. So here's our Kurt Facts um, for this episode. Um, I really appreciate Curtis always coming up with these different facts about players that we pulled from the last episode or previous episodes. So this was from episode 42. Kurt says, um, um, he's talking about Dennis Eckersley here. And I, I think I said something in that um, episode um, I was wondering why Dennis Eckersley would be the one that would have his autograph in the packs because um, I, I'm, I mean, I know Dennis Eckersley was really good, but I didn't realize this about him. So he said the reason Eckersley may have been the big deal in 1993 was that in 1992, because we were talking about 93 Fleer Ultra, 92s, you know, they go with what happened the year before in 92. So in 1992, Dennis Eckersley won the MVP and the Cy Young while leading the league in saves, which is amazing. He got the Cy Young and the MVP. So obviously that's why his card was, you know, they put 2,000 um, autographed cards in each of the series, the Series 1 and Series 2 of Fleer Ultra that year. Um, so that was the reason, obviously. He was the MVP and Cy Young. So he was a big deal then. Um, I really appreciate that, Curtis, because I forgot all about that. And Curtis also says... He's also, Dennis Eckersley we're talking about here, is, is one of only two pitchers to have a 20-win season and a 50-save season in their career. That's amazing. Um, he's, the, he's in the Hall of Fame, um, and in 1990, he gave up only five earned runs for the entire season. That was a .61 ERA. That is unbelievable in the major leagues. He walked only four people in 74 innings that year. Wow. Unbelievable, and then um, he also talked about a you know a couple of the cards that I pulled there. Moises Alou, he said, and I didn't realize this. He had a really nice career, batting over 300 lifetime with over 300 homers, 
2,000 hits, over 2,000 hits, and over 1,000 RBIs, and is one of only a few father-son duos to each have 20 homer seasons during their career along with the Fielders and the Griffies. He had he hit over 300, Moises Alou, with 300 homers and 2,000 hits and 1,000 RBIs. Never realized it. I knew he had some good years, but that's a great career. And then on Brady Anderson, he said he's the only player um, in history to be in the 20 homer and 50 stolen base in one season club, and also the 50 homer and 20 stolen base in one season club. He's the only player in history to do that. So one year he had 20 homers and at least 50 stolen bases, and then another year he had 50, at least 50 homers and 20 stolen bases. That's crazy. So those were some Kurt facts. Kurt facts. Kurt facts. Thanks, Kurt. Appreciate that. I always love doing that part of the show. I look forward to it every time whenever you send me that text, sir. So thank you. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the 1976 Tops set. I love these 70 sets. I was just a little guy and didn't really collect it this time, but I have put this set together before later in life. Um, it's 1976 Tops is a 660-card set known for its sharp color photographs, which you'll get to see if you look at YouTube, um, and interesting presentation of subjects. Now, when we say sharp color f- photographs, they are they do have some nice color if you get some... some um, Good packs of these are good cards. You don't find many packs are so expensive now. If you'd find a, a wax packs of these, a wax pack of these, but um, they at the time these were amazing photographs. You know today's photography is just way better, but I enjoy the '70s f- photography and the colors of these are great. Um, they're sharp. Um, team cards feature a checklist back for players on on that team and show a small inset photo of the manager on the front. So. Um, so that was just a little bit about 76 tops. Also, a little more here, a father and son series, uh, number 66 to 70 spots, spotlights, five major leaguers whose fathers also made the big show. Other subsets include all-time all-stars, record breakers from the previous season, league leaders and postseason cards, and rookie prospects. Uh, the following players uh, regular issue cards are explicitly denoted as all-stars. Well, I'm not going to say every number. It doesn't have them listed here. But so so their regular issue cards can all, well, will say all-star on it if they're an all-star. They did this for for a few years in there. can't remember all the exact years, but they didn't have an extra all-star card. Um, they had just their card, their base card, but then the all-star was denoted on there. The key rookie cards, they don't have a lot of great rookies in this, but we will. it's funny that we're just talking about Eckersley because – um, Dennis Eckersley, his rookie's 1976 card. So hopefully we can find an Eck rookie. Uh, Ron Guidry's rookies that year. He's a good, great, he really good player. Um, and Willie Randolph. So Eckersley, Guidry, and Randolph. There's some other ones in there. I think like Larry Parrish might have been in there. Um, and a couple others, but those were the main ones there. Also, Opeachy was a set. And I don't think I'll ever have a 76 pack of Opeachy to open. Who knows? But it was also a parallel 660 card set of the Topps brand produced under license for the Canadian market. So if you know OPG, it's a Canadian market, but it looked just like the Topps brand, the Topps set exactly, except they were printed, the OPG cards were printed on a brighter cardstock. You can tell that it's different. It's a brighter cardstock. Um, and also it had a lot more centering issues, it says here online. Um, other than the cardstock, the only difference between Tops and OPG is the addition of some French text on the back of each card, because obviously up in Canada, um, you have some French speakers, so they, they, they added that there. 
pretty cool. Um, distribution of these were 36 wax packs per box, 10 cards per pack, plus one stick of gum per pack, and those were 15 cents. You could buy a pack for 15 cents then. Wow. Uh, they had the mini wax packs, so the mini cards, they're uh, just smaller. 36 packs per box, uh, seven cards uh, plus one stick of gum per pack, and those were 10 cents, 10 cents for a pack. Uh, cellos uh, were 24 packs per box, 24 cards plus one stick of gum per pack, 25 cents per, per, per cello pack. And um, rack packs were 24 packs per box, 42 cards per pack. So you got 42 cards for 49 cents. And then they also had vending boxes. And I think I just saw one on eBay just a minute ago. And before I started recording this, there's a vending box of 76. And I don't know, I think it was like $3,000 or it was starting there or something, or it was being bid at that. I can't, I can't remember. I have to look. But uh, five, those were 500 cards per box and 24 boxes per case. They're just so expensive. You can find something unopened from the 70s. It costs a lot of money. Um, the OPG wax packs were 48 packs per box, and they had eight cards plus one stick of gum, and they were 10 cents a pack. Kind of look through, see if there's anything else here. Um, I think it's a pretty cool looking set. Um, some people don't like this set. Um, they just just because there's not many great uh, rookies in it, but there's a lot of Hall of Famers in here, you know. So you can always find some Hall of Famers. Hopefully, we find some in this Christmas rack. The Christmas rack pack, I think, only has like maybe 12 cards in it. So when I buy these online, they don't cost like a they don't cost as much as a if you find a 1970 six rack pack that had the 42 cards in it that would be an arm and a leg it would cost an arm and a leg these didn't cost that much so um i've had it for a little while but it's a christmas rack pack and remember the christmas rack packs were um aftermarket they're not right from tops usually um they're aftermarket people make these they're probably going to be just yeah, i don't want to say just stiffs but you know the guys that were the common cards there's probably not many um great players in them but if you can find one in there and i know there are some that have great players in them but Hopefully we can find a, a couple of decent players and maybe a Hall of Famer, maybe even an Eckersley rookie. So we're going to go uh, over to YouTube now and rip open the Christmas 1976 Rack Pack. All right, here we are with our 1976 Tops Christmas Rack Pack that we're going to open here. So remember these are uh, <clears throat> aftermarket with, um, put together by somebody other than Tops. And they just put some probably some common cards in there. We'll find out. You can see the back three and the front three. And I think there are six more inside, I think. So we're going to find that out. So I think there's two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think there's 12. But we're going to find out. So from Santa Claus to whoever you wanted to put on these. These are pretty cool, though. I think that's a neat idea for Christmas. So we're going to go ahead and open that. Not get the card here as I cut. All right, Christmas next week. First card is George Mitterwald. So if you're watching on YouTube, you see that they have some good color. Um, I don't know if the color even really had anything to do with the team, or you know, they were just kind of random because under George's name it's pink, and then other under other names it's orange or whatever color, red, yellow. So you can be the judge of that but has their name on the bottom and then what position they played in the corner and then what team they're on um and the that the little symbol of the person even as a catcher it showed a little picture of a catcher not that not the actual guy but just kind of a i don't know i guess you'd call that an animation not an animation but a cartoon of it 
um, and then the back, and, and it had the had the white border, uh, and they have different colored um, borders inside the white border. This one was blue, and I think those kind of do go with the colors of the uh, team. So it was the Cubs, and it's blue. George Mitterwald. And the back was mostly green with a little gray in there, and then the black print on for the stats. And it gave all the stats from their looks like their major league and minor league careers, I believe. Maybe just their major league. I have to find one that has a minor league on it. But um, I'd never heard of this guy, and he played quite a few years there. So that was George Mitterwald. All right, and it also has um looked like has a little bit of a um, uh, a story or a knit uh, knit knitwit. <laughs> A, a, a little tidbit about them at the bottom. It tells a little bit something about it. I was watching in, in an elementary class the other day. Um, um, we're a couple of misfits. I am not just a nitwit. That uh, Christmas show, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with Hermie and Rudolph. I, that's why I was thinking of the word nitwit. Um, next card is Bill Bonham, another cub. Tom Griffin. Bud Harrelson. I've heard of Bud Harrelson. I'm thinking he was a coach, but I'm not quite sure. Kurt might have to do some um, research on that one. All right, the next. So next one we have is on the front. We already see that it's Andy Echebaron, and I can't wait to show you up close his amazing eyebrows. So if you're listening, Andy, love the brow. So he was the first guy before um, Anthony Davis to, to be known as the brow. Not really, but he should be if you can see that. If you can look on YouTube, man, that is one brow that is attached in the middle. Unbelievable. You got to get a razor, sir. Andy Etchbaron played a lot of years. Must have been a must have been a pretty good player. It looks like he was a catcher. Didn't have, you know, he didn't have a lot of home runs or anything. That's okay. He played for years and hit hit over 200. So, he played in the major leagues, made some money. Uh, next, we got Bart Johnson, big Bart man, Dave Tomlin, Carl Morton. So as you can see, most of these guys are, all of them so far, pretty much are just common players in these um, Christmas rack packs. They're going to be, you know, they kind of just put these together you know, by hand and it wasn't, you know, we're just putting all the players in like in an actual rack pack from the year. So this was later. It's like extra cards they wanted to get rid of. Mark Bellinger, he wasn't too bad. Yeah, long career. Snap. He hit uh he hit in the two thirties, so not great I guess, but I've heard of Mark Bellinger. Bill Good Grief. Bill Grief. What a name. Hopefully he was a really good pitcher because he gave grief to the other people that he was the players who that he was facing. Bill Good Grief, I call him. Steve Braun. And last but not least, Ken Boswell. So let's count those up. I think it was twelve. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yep, twelve cards in there. So in a regular rack pack, you're gonna get forty-two cards. And these little Christmas rack packs that they're just trying to get rid of, you get, um, you just got 12 cards. So that was the rack pack there. And our person that wins this pack that I'll send to you, also with a couple free wax packs, will be 
Robert Allen. Robert Allen. Thanks, Robert, for your like um, that you gave us. Episode 43 here. Uh, Robert Allen gets these cards. Uh, appreciate your support of the podcast, sir. All right, we're going to go uh, back to finish up the podcast. And if anybody has anything they want to say about those players or need, wants to comment about them, please do. Thanks again for tuning in for the 1976 Tops Christmas Rack Pack episode number 43 that we just uh, went through. And um, appreciate everybody's um, support of the podcast. And uh, remember, you can go to uh, our Twitter handle at Ripping Wax Packs and get a hold of us that way. Also, our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast and we're always looking to promote veterans charity. So get a hold of us in that respect. All right. This has been AV's ripping wax packs podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn. Thank you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.